Talk Podcast. This is your host, Scott Ramage. And today I have with me Ben Olin. Ben owns the Standard CrossFit in downtown Toledo. He opened his doors just under two years ago. And um, Ben has a history as a car salesman and as a rock star. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Ben. Thanks. And and yeah. when I say rock star, I mean you like literally made a living traveling on the road as a singer. Yeah, uh, we were we were in a Christian rock band. Um, we were signed to a division of EMI, which is the second largest label group uh, in the world. So if you listen to Christian music at all, you probably have heard our songs and you just didn't know that it was some CrossFit guy. Well, <laughs> now CrossFit guy in Toledo, Ohio. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's that's really that's that's I love it. I mean, I remember uh, two years ago. I don't remember how we connected. We must have did a sales call. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you you were just opening or getting ready to open, yeah. and then, so I kind of felt like a little bit of the process of your gym opening, which was really 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 fun for me. It's one of the, my favorite parts beyond the people of my CrossFit gym was the process of getting everything up and running. And, and so I kind of relived it through you. So thank you for that opportunity. <laughs> um, yeah. How is it going? How's, how's business two years in and COVID one COVID down, man, I think it's great. Oh, wait, you say one COVID as if there's going to be a second. <laughs> there's not and a third. We're done. We're done. Yes. Uh, I don't know that we're done. We'll find out maybe on Wednesday. Probably. COVID is over. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the process has been pretty crazy. COVID, I feel like we were pretty um, insulated from that. And I think a lot of that insulation came from the community and the attitude that we have been able to craft inside our gym, where um, it really does feel like um, everyone is cheering on everyone else and trying to support everyone else. And um, obviously the level method is built around that entire concept, but I think the type of people that we attract, um, uh, the type of people that stay away, uh, created this environment where we can be shut down and our people are conditioned to, okay, well, when hard things happen or difficult circumstances happen, then we just simply overcome them. Uh, we, uh, we make a change, we adjust, and then we move on because that's what we do in every single workout. Like, okay, your pull-ups went away. Guess what you have now? You have jumping chest to bar pull-ups. Just go do it. It's fine. Oh yeah, but then this person's not, oh, oh we're not going to have the same. I don't care. Just do it. You know? And uh, so I think that like that habit of being adaptable and making changes when you need to make changes was absolutely integral with, um, uh, with the whole COVID thing. So uh, I think we lost three members we probably we only maybe had 60 um i think we only lost three and that was because those people were just not coming to the office anymore and they live 45 minutes away oh, right. um, everyone else was fully willing to uh support me and adrian my wife uh and the business and uh we did um on-demand workouts so for 70 days in a row i was video demonstrating and push play, uh, videoing every single workout and, uh, level method put out a bunch of workouts. So we worked with, um, 
within those confines, we made adjustments where I saw fit or um, filled in blanks where uh, maybe there was there were blanks or things that I just wanted them to be able to accomplish. And uh, yeah, I learned a lot about video editing, um, <laughs> audio that I need to wear a, a lav mic all the time. So I learned a bunch and we survived that once we were allowed to reopen um, all of the it was almost comical because all of the guidelines that Ohio came out with we were already doing like wow. it was like a on a daily basis you know you already had separation we already insisted that people wash their hands because don't be a filthy animal um, and what was the other thing it was like um, oh I think the only thing we changed was like people <laughs> on the sly I changed some things just because I wanted to change them. Yeah, but, a lot of businesses change things in the name of COVID, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like, hey, you need to register for class. Yeah, that was a that was a big thing. So now everyone is used to like, you know, reserving their spot. I know who's coming, what level they're at. I can set out their equipment. I can make sure that I have enough boxes, all that stuff, and be prepared so that they have the best experience. Um, and th so that was a change. And then I. I think the only other uh, change that I even got any like pushback on was a ban on bags because I personally just hate mother effing bags. So um, all of those guys. Oh, people bringing in bags. I hate the duffel bag. <laughs> With Bro, you don't need wraps. knee sleeves and wrist wraps <laughs> to do burpees. Just get your ass on the floor for, for real, dude. You don't need it. Um, but we're also a little abnormal in that I'm, I put out the entire uh, week's worth of workouts on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. And if you want to cherry pick them, that's your own damn fault. Like, fine, go for it. But then you know that you need to bring your rope on Tuesday. You know, you can bring these sleeves on Thursday. You know that you need to wear a shin guard on Friday. Okay. Bring your stuff, but don't bring your freaking bag. Yeah. So yeah. yeah but overall, cool. I think, um, sorry to no, you, keep going. Yeah. I was going to say, overall, I think um, we emerged from that and we've, uh, it's just like blossomed because we, <laughs> we put these signs on the windows that say we make COVID resilient humans. Ooh. And um, <laughs> it, it's been a, a, a pretty good, like, wait, what? And uh, I get people probably once a week that are just like, explain this to me. And I'm like, gladly explain it to you. Like, we, we are more resilient human beings because of what we do in here. Um, and so uh, our numbers are growing really, really well. And uh, everyone's happy. You know, nobody um, complains. It's like actually in our code of conduct. You cannot complain. Um, so, yeah, I think, we're, I think we're doing really well. I'm happy with what, we're, what we've been able to create. And it's a, it's a testament to um, our coaches and then our athletes just being willing to, to, to trust us and to do what we say. At Level Method, we're constantly searching for ways to make your life as a gym owner easier. And that's why we created our social media service that makes you look like you're putting in tons of hours or paying someone an arm and a leg. Get six professional themed text and image posts each week four weeks at a time. Check out levelmethod.com slash social for more info.
one that's a it's a testament to the way you built the business and i've watched i've been a watcher since you started it uh i watch all the videos you put out i mean i'm i'm watching what's going on and been been impressed impressed with the layout of your gym the class structure the um the professionalism and then um almost there's almost some community things that you've done as well and um the fact that you planted yourself right in downtown Toledo. I, so how has that in, influenced the culture inside of your gym? Cause you're kind of in a sub like a, you know, a, a subculture of itself, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, downtown Toledo is like one of those midsize U S cities that, um, midsize USA right now is, is burgeoning. You know, they're realizing that Chicago real estate is not worth what they think it's worth. Um, and it's financially worth, uh, exploring options like Toledo that are one hour from Detroit, two hours from Cleveland, two hours from Columbus. We're very centrally located. Um, so downtown Toledo has seen a, um, I can't even call it a resurgence because downtown Toledo was never like in my lifetime, never significant. Um, so it's really just a complete like rebirth. Um, and so we have a lot of momentum in downtown and I'm a, I'm a Toledoan. Uh, since birth, it's never been anything. And so when I arrived at a point where I felt like I wanted, or I had an opportunity, or it wasn't even an opportunity, it was like an obligation to uh, open my own gym, that it was like, this is the only, this is the only place to do it. Because the experience will be really cool. Like who doesn't want to run, you know, in Murph, in downtown Toledo, past the baseball stadium and past the, uh, the restaurant and whatever. Um, so the, the, the environment is really cool, but then we could be a part of that, like rebirth and the, um, the emergence of downtown Toledo. And so there are people that are a younger professional um, career oriented group of people that all move down there. So we serve those people directly, of course, but then there's uh, the people that are from like just outside. Like I live just on the other side of the river, which is like four minutes away. So we serve all of those people on that side on all the people that are in downtown. So it, it does create a, a pretty unique, um, uh, shoot, what do you call it? Demographic. Yeah. So let's, let's land on that for a minute. So you, um, when you started your gym, I mean, you're obviously making a choice by being in that location. Did you have an avatar in mind? Did you have a, a perfect client in mind ahead of time? Um, because you, you're talking about like in your, I, I, don't, I forget what you call it, but there's a commitment where people don't, you know, complain. I think it was, I'm trying yeah. to read what you just code said. Code of conduct. Your code of conduct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there wasn't really a person in mind, um, like specifically. But I always, I mean, I think, um, this, I don't know, I don't know how this sounds, but it's me. Like, I want to serve me. Uh, and so people that are like me, I'm not an athletic dude. Um, everything that I have to do or that, that I can do now, I've had to work significantly harder to understand it, be able to practice it. Give me, I know every single drill for double unders imaginable. I know, I know all of that stuff because I'm terrible. So uh, I also spent a ton of time in Globo gyms uh, just doing miscellaneous 
muscle and fitness magazine, six pack abs in six week, you know, protocols that are, are completely useless. So to me, I just wanted to serve people that didn't know what the hell they were doing. They had no idea how to work out and just give them the shortcut. Like just put all of that marketing and crap to this side. We'll do a little bit of this. And then let's put all of this on this side. Let's learn how to pick things up. Let's learn how to squat. Let's learn how to move our bodies efficiently through space. Um, let's get our cardiovascular system working. And that will get you 95% of the way that you need to be or 90% of the, the, the distance that you're trying to go. And if you want that extra 5% where you look good in a t-shirt, go right ahead and get that afterwards. So yeah. I, think, uh, I think our avatar or the person that we were targeting was just the layman. Like we didn't want, I, I specifically didn't want CrossFitters, you know? So if they were going to come from another gym, I, I wanted to like sit down and talk with them like for a while. <laughs> Are you going to uh, try to compete with my newbies? Or, uh, or are you um, uh, just trying to get better at stuff, you know, and you just trust me specifically based off of reputation or whatever reason you may have? Yeah, I think that's um, that choosing, that almost uh, vetting who you're bringing in the doors uh, is not a common practice with gym owners because they're, they're you know, obviously they need to make the ends meet. Um, yeah. I, I talked with this on a, with someone on a recent podcast about firing clients and the fact yeah. that it's scary because that's money out of your pocket. But no, it's not scary. I think on the other side of it is where the real growth comes. Yeah. So if you can design it from the beginning, um, you said something a little earlier, you, you said you want to give your members the best experience possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, what, what does that mean to you? To me, that means, um, it's, it's a lot of details. Um, if I go to one of the, uh, or if I drop into the box and it's, you know, Diane deadlifts and handstand pushups and the only bar that's available is rusty. I'm like, well, what the hell is this dude? Like you couldn't take 10 minutes to just bristle brush that off of there. Like that's not good for your equipment. And if you're not caring for your equipment, do you care about your athletes? Uh, so it's, it's a lot of details. I want to, I want to, I, I specifically talk to every single person, no matter what. Um, and I try to do that, like, as they come in and say, you know, hey, Scott, remember the other week where you did a burpee and then that thing, like, felt real weird over down, down here? What's up with that? And, oh, I haven't felt that since. I don't know. Okay, cool. Well, we've got burpees again today. So if, if that happens, this and this and this, and give them some sort of guidance. So I think, like, the personal attention is, uh, is a really big thing. And all of my coaches do that they all know who their regular people are and what's going on with that. Um, we keep our stuff clean. We already had kept our stuff clean before COVID. Um, so we keep our stuff clean. Uh, we um, are diligent about making sure that people understand the movement and that they're proficient with the movement before we allow them to do anything that um, would, uh, would, endanger their, 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 uh, their person. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of and, so, and, and I think, uh, you were talking about layout, like the way that our gym is laid out that they don't know it. Like my people are so used to being at, at our place that they would go other places and be like, what do you mean you don't scale every workout to my ability? What do you mean? 
uh, I can't do 225 pound deadlifts and handstand pushups. So what do I do? And they'd be lost. Oh, what do you mean you don't have like a custom rig in so that we can do gymnastics over here? Why do I have to stand here and watch this, you know, metal, you know, rig shake back and forth and squeak? Like, this isn't, this isn't what I'm used to. And so I think to me, like those little details where they'll never know the difference are the details that make uh, the experience like yeah. better. Yeah. I, I, um, I too have visited a lot of different CrossFit gyms and, and, um, when I sold mine, it was spotless and yeah. pe certain people would make fun of me for, uh, you know, handstand pushups would scrape the wall. And so I was there with paint every opportunity I had. I mean, it looked impeccable, right? Mm -hmm. But it leaves an impression on the right people. Yeah. Yeah. I and, and I remember you sending me pictures of your custom rig and like sending me pictures of you and your dad building things. And I was like, mm -hmm. This is the experience. This is building the experience that I want to have when I go into a gym. Yeah. I want, I want to customize that area. It's just like an expectation. It's a higher level expectation. And it's really cool. If people come in and that's what they think the fitness experience is. Yeah. Right? And then how great is it when they go somewhere and visit and then they come back to you like, oh, I love this place. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. It literally happened uh, just a couple of days ago. This guy was like, dude, I was down in Florida. I dropped in at their box. They don't tell you what to do. Right. I was like, yeah, I know. Yep. It's a real problem. It's an epidemic. Like we have a coaching, uh, a, a terrible coaching epidemic that is littered among CrossFit community. And yet still CrossFit is better than going by yourself to do right. some stupid Globo gym thing. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love your approach. Um, so one thing I know about you is that you take your own training, your own learning and professionalism very serious uh so you're are you crossfit three level three yeah okay so that's not like the easiest thing in the world to do no <laughs> why did you do that um pride <laughs> uh honestly if i'm if i'm super honest it's based out of a complete sense of insecurity and inferiority um I struggle with feeling like I don't deserve the position that I have. And I feel like I don't have anything that's worth giving to people. Um, that, that mindset and that thought goes through my mind all the time. So, so yeah, it's really out of a fear. It's, it's just like, I have an inferiority complex. Um, I know that I know a lot of stuff. And I know that I have consistently been able to help people uh, escape injury, um, feel better about themselves, lose hundreds of pounds, uh, dial up their nutrition, fix their marriage. Like, I know that those things have happened, but I can't help but wake up every morning and be like, I'm not good enough for this. You know, I, and my members deserve more. And so that pursuit of education, um, basically led me to just reading all the articles that were on the journal. And then I realized like, I've read half of these freaking articles for the L3. I might as well just sit for it. Um, and so then I, I studied and sat forward and passed. Yeah. And there's not that many people uh, that have. Yeah. Um, it, and it's I less than 1% of all uh, L1 or L2s go and get their L3. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, I studied for it uh, and um, I had full intentions of doing it and then changed careers and just mm -hmm. lost it. But um, it, it does show a level of proficiency and, and it, it does show an ex excellence in pursuit of excellence. So one thing that um, I'm curious about is how does that translate into the rest of your life? I mean, are you a reader or what are you doing to improve yourself? I'm not a reader. Um, uh, I listen to a lot of books on tape. I cannot read because I will read hundred. I will. <laughs> I will. I will want, I'm, a, I'm a knowledge junkie. I yeah. want to know stuff about stuff that I think is important. Like mm -hmm. the, the, the. I mean, we're in election cycle right now, so everybody's littered with with endless amounts of information. And so I'm only concerned with figuring out what I think, what I believe is the actual truth. Um, and so if I hear some salacious article, oh my God, President Trump did this, I'm immediately going to, you know, Ben Shapiro to figure out like, well, what is his opinion on this? And then it's like, okay, well, the truth is probably in the middle. So let's figure out who, and maybe Ben is like perfectly right. And maybe Ben is like super slanted and then he just goes to this side. So I'm fully willing to say like, you are right on this and you are wrong on this. Right. And um, so I think, I think I'm an, I'm an information junkie in that um, I want to know like, what does Kelly Starrett say about the squat? Um, I want to know what um, Bergener says your, uh, your, your cues should be for weightlifting. I want to know what, Chuck Bennington is saying about hollows and arches. Like I want to go to the most knowledgeable people and learn from those people. Um, because again, inferiority complex and my members deserve to know. So if I can go to the gymnastics seminar and come back and say, Hey, we've been doing planks all wrong guys. Our pelvis should tuck underneath. Our butt should be nice and tight. Let's try it. And then they're like, oh my God, I feel that so much better. I'm like, okay, I made your, I made your experience better. Um, and they deserve it. So um, it, it's, it's on me to know what I need to know, um, whether it's politics or Marvel movies or whatever dumb stuff. What are you, uh, what knowledge are you in outside of po politics? What knowledge are you in the most pursuit of right now? Uh, stoicism <laughs> yeah uh, probably uh that's yeah that's probably it um me and my buddy are very different people but we will we like to debate um and just disagree but we will disagree very fairly and lovingly and it will always come out friends and so um honestly he he is an emotional arguer and i'm a rational arguer and so the stoicism thing has helped because it's like, okay, just let this exist and you don't have to win. You don't have to, you know, even be heard. You, you just let it happen. You know, you had, so you have no control over this situation. So uh, can, you can control what you can control and then that's all you can be responsible for. So that type of theme has been kind of going in my life a lot. And then, uh, if you want to get super Uber into what is Ben into, Ben is all into, um, the, uh, the lack of free will inside the human experience. So we don't have to talk a ton about that, but, uh, 
I don't think there's free will. I'm tracking with you, man. I mean, I'm hearing what you're saying. I, I, it would definitely be a very interesting conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so stoicism, mm-hmm. I think serves business owners really well because For there's sure. so much that comes across the plate and you just don't have control over it. No. And, uh, you know, you, you um, <clears throat> my method of stoicism, I learned from a course, but it's, it's part of it, but it's, it's the actionable part. Like, okay, if I were to be holding a stick straight up and down in gravel and just did a 180, um, the only thing that I need to be focusing on that I can change is inside that circle. I just drew in the gravel, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that doesn't mean like if someone doesn't take on my viewpoint or it doesn't get across, like, then what, what can I do in, what can I do right here? Uh, right. Yeah. So I think as a business owner, the more you can kind of step into some of those mindsets, the, mm-hmm. the better you're going to, you're going to be. What, um, what's been the oh. hardest part of your business over the last two years? Well, real quick. So like to, to add on to that, you you mentioned like, you know, you have to do tough things like fire clients. And I, and I'm like, that's not hard. That's right. You Uh, said that. Right. Because, because that person is not, they're, they're not, they're not a fit. And if they're not a fit, then, and they're going to impact the people that I'm responsible for. The only logical uh, solution is their elimination and that's better for them. Like they can go find whatever else they're looking for. And uh, I've, I've, I've had to fire clients and we're both, we're both times that we're still on good terms. They understood, but I can't, if they were going to get mad, I can't control how they react. It's like, this was the right thing to do. I do not, I'm completely unconcerned with how you react to that or how you feel because this was the right thing to do. So they can choose to react however they want to react. And it is a choice. So, how about, yeah. how about staff? Have you had to do that? Uh, I've not had that. No, I've not had the fire staff. My staff are awesome. Yeah. Have you I had haven't, having to fire any staff? Yeah. You've had one move on recently, right? Move. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. Well, um, I, I want to thank you honestly for raising a really great coach who's going into another community mm-hmm. and, and, spreading some of this push. I mean, it's, it's, it's really great. Yeah. Well, he's the, him and him and his wife are awesome. Like yeah. Christian so, is the man. He's yeah. uh he's uh he's a go getter and he, he, he's got his own, his own things that he's going to have to work through. Um, but he's phenomenal. He ca- he cares almost too much. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, um, uh, it's just, I've had some interactions with him and, um, I kind of felt like he gets it. Like he gets, he gets it. it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it, it's always fun to talk to people like that. So, um, I think stoicism is serving you really well. It's an extreme coming from an emotional person myself mm-hmm. and, um, who's been really walking down this path and really work on it for probably two years, two and a half years. Um, it's really difficult to see the, the impact those decisions I make has on someone else, even though when it's, it's better for them, but I, I will attest when that happened, when you can oh, get to that point. Sorry. Your phone blowing wasn't up. wasn't muted. <laughs> that happens. Um, bad. There, there is, there is a lot of freedom on the other side of that. There really is a lot of freedom on that. 
and, and it, both sides. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it yeah. impacts both sides extremely positively. Yeah. As a gym, you don't want to get lumped in with the bottom of the barrel. You must stand out from the crowd and deliver real value. And the Level Method gives you a clear way to show prospects and clients how you're different from all the other gyms out there and what it means to them. Go to levelmethod.com to find out more. So back to the question, what's the hardest part of owning a business? Which one are you going to pick, right? <laughs> um, I hate managing personalities. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's by far the hardest part. And honestly, my wife is like, um, she's the best. Like, she just lets me get away with ignoring her for the evening. Because <laughs> I've already invested my emotional energy into 30, 40 other human beings that wanted to tell me about the crap that they're dealing with or, you know, why they, why they refuse to eat well or whatever. And the managing of personality. So you get that storm cloud that comes in and it's like, Oh, okay. I gotta, I gotta step up my cheery game because this person's in a bad, bad mood. And then they, they're non-responsive. And then it's like, well, F you like, I got to, I got to put that on the back burner. So by the time I come home, I'm very mentally just or emotionally just gone. I don't have anything else. Like she, she'll come up or she'll come back or come to me and be like, Oh, tell me about your day. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Where is she work? Uh, at the she gym? works literally upstairs. Okay. So she, uh, she has worked for the same company for the past eight or nine years. Um, and the last six remotely from her office upstairs. Yeah. But yeah, she's awesome. So speaking of, you know, coming home emotionally wasted. Well, first I want to say leading, leading a balanced life in my opinion is absolutely impossible because life is not static and balance no. requires status, <laughs> static state. Yeah. It's dynamic. But having said that, how, how are you managing? I mean, you're, you've got a wife, you need yeah. to be emotionally available to her. Mm-hmm. So what practices do you put in place to make sure that that happens enough to maintain a great relationship? I'm, I'm comp, I'm very conscious of that happening at, at in evening times. So we have a break, we have like a midday break and I'll come back and I'll work or I'll do whatever the, uh, I'll play video games if I need to like shut my brain off or whatever. Um, but if she comes down and she wants to tell me about whatever annoying thing that Toyota is doing for her company, then I'm very conscious of like, this is a moment to be available and to put on the back burner what you want to do because she needs you to actually listen. Um, It might be the most asinine thing and typically it is, but to her in that moment, it's really important. So I need to be able to put a lot of value uh, into that and make myself available for that. So, okay, this is really dumb, but I'll tell you, I came back from, you know, this morning's sessions, personal training classes, all that stuff. And she's like, Hey, can we make these? Um, can we make these treats? Hold on, Scott. I'll show you. Hold on. It's literally, I want to make these things for the gym because we've got the fair fight championship coming up and tomorrow's Halloween. So let's make these little chocolate covered pretzel ghosts. So that's a, 
That was not on my agenda. But we made them. And, you are uh, a man. <laughs> it, took, it, took, uh, it took all of 30 seconds for me to realize, like, okay, my plan was to come home, make breakfast, do X, Y, and Z. Now my plan is make chocolate ghosts. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the, I mean, that's how I'm doing. I don't know if she, I, she, maybe it's probably not enough, but to me, that's about all that I, I know to do um, is to just be aware of it, try to recognize opportunities to, um, to be good about it and then act on it. That's awesome. It's awesome. Being intentional about being aware of the surroundings and also that self-actualization of when I get home, I'm emotionally shot. And yeah. communicating that is probably a big deal. So uh, for business, it's really important um, to put processes in place so there's consistency and things run smoothly. What's been the what's been been the one thing that has really helped you in your business, or a few things, or what things oh, feel are key? Reservations. Reservation. <laughs> I've I tried to push people to do reservations from day one and they just wouldn't. Uh, so there were definitely times where people, where we would have 22 people in a space that can only really accommodate 15 to, I mean, 15 is a lot in our space. It is. So we would have just randomly 22 people and I'm like, Shit, what do we do? I don't have 22 barbells. Uh, some of you are gonna have dumbbell thrusters today instead, and sorry. <laughs> um, and so the reservation thing has been really good uh, on two fronts, number one, the coaching staff knows who they can be prepared for. So if we had, I mean, we, every gym has trouble clients. So I have a lady that has literal epilepsy. And so she will have um, episodes like in class. Yeah. And I have to be aware like, okay, this person, this person is not going to be doing clean and jerks today. Like, what am I going to give her? So I can be prepared for those, those trouble people. But then on the client side, they can see like who's registered, like who am I going to get to hang out with today? And so you'll see like one of your friends is registered and you're like, wow, I don't want to go do burpees and biking, but I'm going to get to see this person. Right. So I guess I'll go. And so um, I think that process as maybe asinine or dumb as that is, has been pretty good um, on both sides. I think it's super important to have those things. I call it the the ketchup packet um, phenomenon with COVID. When you go to a place, um, you know, apparently COVID spreads on ketchup packets and the freebies that used to be so prevalent in restaurants. And now they're hoarding them and you have to go ask and they give you one. And I only know this because my son is a teenager and he drives to McDonald's, right? (laughs) He's like, yeah, you have to ask and then they give you one. Well, literally what you've done is you've taken this COVID thing. And because changes were forced due to COVID, you could also make changes to implement in your gym that best serve business. Yeah. 100%. 100%. You know how much money McDonald's is saving on condiments? Millions. Literally. Like, literally. Yeah. 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 So, so I think it's I think it's great and nobody minds doing that. So just go ask for another condiment of ketchup. If you're not willing to ask, you didn't really want it. So <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cool. Less we, waste. We would get frustrated like um off topic, but you know the restaurants has a limited 
menu. And I'm like, so why is your menu limited? And they're like, well, because the availability of the food isn't as right. great. I'm like, really? Right. Or is it that those weren't selling very well? So this was a really good time to pare down your menu. Correct. Like, why don't you yeah. just be honest? Like, yeah. this is a great time for businesses to shift to focus in on what's important to them and really to capitalize on being a better business and a better business is a more profitable business and a more profitable business is more sound and a more sound business will stay through things like COVID. So just be honest with your patrons. um, And, and and then that creates a much better experience because if that cook doesn't like cooking that thing or the, the waitress doesn't like serving it because of X or whatever, they're going to be like, Oh, here's your whatever. And so Nobody wants that experience. So right. everybody wins if, uh, if those companies get to do whatever is best for them. Yeah. And, and capping class sizes, like controlling yeah, class sizes, do that. that is a customer experience, like opportunity every day is mm-hmm. you're going to have your space. You're going to have your equipment. There's going to be no fight. It's going to, yeah. you're not going to have to, you know, go without a barbell. And I think that's something that people Gym, our owners in general are afraid to do because they're afraid of change. But um, yeah, what are we gonna do? <laughs> um, that's that's where you say like, just grow a pair, bro. Like, yeah, really. <laughs> I don't get this. This is what I don't get. We freaking do CrossFit. It's the hardest thing of all time. Like you're punishing your body every single day. So you do hard things every day. And you have no problem doing them. You're totally willing to do them. But then when it comes to like getting a little bit of conflict, oh no, I don't want to upset Mary because somebody might use her own personal barbell. Like, get the hell out of here. No, that's not how it goes. This is the best thing for everybody. Either either fall in line or get the fuck out. That's it. Yeah, agreed. And people just make it harder than it needs to be. For sure. Honest, I mean, honestly, all the, all the time. So, uh, do you have plans for 2021? Do you have goals business wise? Are you looking into that, uh, that place? I've got things going on. Okay. Um, how much do I tell Scott? Well, you're uh, telling a lot more people than me. So <laughs> yeah, we're, um, we're in the process of buying a building. Um, and potentially moving st- the standard 2.0. It'd be a little more like the standard 1.5 mm-hmm. into that building. So that building would become like the COVID lockdown fight club version of the standard. So uh, we're working on buying a building and then Adrian and I wanna renovate the top floor. There's a middle floor that we would lease out. And then in the bottom, there's this basement like garden level thing that's really freaking cool that we would make. It has 12 foot tall ceilings. So wow. kipping pull-ups and all this other stuff. Um, and should COVID too, like you mentioned earlier, should that come into uh, existence, we have like the immediate path by which we can you know, follow the rules, but still get our training on so that we don't have to do on-demand workouts and video edit anymore. So uh, that's, that's in the works. We'll find out if that actually comes to fruition or not. But uh, as far as 2021, we're going to keep doing what we do because I think what we do is really good and um, it's serving our individuals really well. And we're going to grow 
Um, my focus right now is more on coaches. I, I want to create more coaches that understand what my philosophy is and what I think is the correct philosophy and why, so that they can go to Florida and start their own gym or um, they can start their own personal training business or they can run the standard 1.5 or whatever. I love so. that you uh, are wanting to elevate other people. For uh, sure. It's a, it's a trend among leaders is that they're willing to raise people to come do the same thing as them yeah. and even better if they, if they can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also self-serving if I'm really honest. I don't want to run classes. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I want to just work on coaches. Let me, let me come watch you run a class and give you some feedback so that you can run a class even better. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've had this idea in my mind now for a while where I want locally to be able to start doing that. Um, go to other affiliates and say, Hey, I attended this class with coach so-and-so would you, would you want feedback and, and just seeing what we can create from that. I think, I think our community in Toledo is really odd. Like um, all of the affiliates get along. There's no competition. There's no, there's nobody talking shit about anybody else. Um, I think some of that is because they're all distinctly different. They're serving totally different. Uh, types of people. If you want to be a competitor, you go over here. If you want to, you know, party, you go over here. If you want to train to the standard, you go to the standard. Um, you know, so I think our our demographics are are different. But I think in that with with having that very fair like exchange of information, we can create a um, an environment where all of the CrossFit coaching becomes better which then elevates all of the experiences of everybody that's doing CrossFit in Toledo. And so I think I can play a role in doing that. And I haven't quite navigated how to like make that make sense for everybody. And without, you know, stepping on people's toes and having egos get hurt or whatever. But um, in my mind, it seems like a really worthwhile and good idea. Yeah, it does. It actually does sound like an incredible idea. I will tell you, I think that that's happening quite frequently in Sweden among the CrossFit gyms there, they have a very, very good, like they hold um, meeting, like they, they're bringing people into their facility and mm -hmm. having like masterminds or, or whiteboard sessions where they're talking about best practices and then they build that relationship and then they start yeah. visiting each other. And it's, it's really cool to watch it, but it's not something I've seen happen in the U S which I think would be really cool because mm -hmm. you're, you're learning, I mean, there's such an such a opportunity to really do this community thing where you're all elevate, elevating each other. Yeah. So that sounds like a really cool plan. That's uh, so 2021. I'm uh, I'm hoping that some some form of that can come about because I think we can all just do so much better. Like, don't make me watch your Insta stories, please. Don't. Ugh, there's just so much disappointing things that are happening. I can't even sit up straight right now. <laughs> You, uh, you, uh, you made a comment. I think it was you and correct me if I'm wrong is that, Hey, when com competitions are going on, is this you? Um, I hope not. Did you make a comment about the CrossFit athletes? Oh yeah, that's me for sure. Yeah, like these folks are competing for speed. Don't put your standard of movement on what they're doing. Yeah. Well, everybody texts me and they're like, Hey, Coach Ben, I'm watching um, these people 
um, on the on the TV, and they say it's the CrossFit Games, and they're doing handstand push-ups like really wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Um, oh, 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 hey, Coach Ben, I saw this girl um, who has won the CrossFit Games four times in a row. Well, her knees buckled like crazy on her one rep max squat. And I go, yeah, oh, yeah. That's one time a year that lady's doing that. She's yeah. amazing every because, other time. Because she's practicing with perfection. And when she gets to that outer yeah. envelope of what she can yeah. do, things are going to break down a lot. Exactly. So I, I would just send – my response to all of those people was the exact same thing. I just responded with she or he. They're allowed. Like, they're allowed. They're the best in the freaking world. Yeah. And then yeah. I, I unpacked it when I see those, those people. But, in, but in I, the, the part about that I loved is that you're drawing a really big distinction between what your expectations are yeah. and what they're seeing. And you're saying at the standard, this is the standard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see you doing handstand pushups with your elbows in, in line with your head. Like, that's not a thing. Right. That should happen. Like, let's get into an actual pressing position, yeah. you know? Um, so that it transfers into your clean and jerk. So it transfers into your push press so that it actually has some skill, but, um, yeah, uh, it happened. It happens a lot, man. And I think it it needed to be reminded, Hey, these people are trying to move fast and win. I I just love that post. I really did because of being in following CrossFit for a long time and having my own members come to me and saying like, why, you know, and and you're like, uh, well, uh, and so, it's like, hey, let's just be clear. Let's talk about the differentiation between them competing at the top level of the, in the world yeah. <laughs> right now. Um, they practice their movements to perfection to get to the point where they're at. Yeah. Well, so, there, was a, there was a guy. So, I'll, sorry, just to expand this a little bit more. So, there's a guy that pushed back on my pushback, and uh, he goes, "Well, uh, you know, I just I just think that it should never happen like that." And blah blah blah. And I go, "Well, you know, she doesn't." She doesn't squat like that. Like that's not her normal thing. Like if she was doing that on every single rep, that would be a really detrimental thing. Um, and so I made him watch, um, what is it called? Like happy star, uh, the run and then thrusters. I said, Hey, let's watch this six minute long video. Ready? Good. Okay. Check out her squat. How's that look now? And it's obviously perfect because right. it's Tia and yeah. it's an easy thruster. So every one of them is perfect. Every one of them is perfect. And I'm like, oh, do you approve of those? And he goes, yeah, well, those look pretty good. And I go, yeah, because it's not 300 or 400 freaking pounds. <laughs> ah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, 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 but on the other end, it's really important to, to delineate the sport, the, the professional sport from the daily training. I mean, that's a really important delineation. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's wrap up with a few questions I have. Um, what was the deciding factor for you to bring in? I mean, you started your gym with level method. Yeah. You opened it with level method. Why? Um, level method is how CrossFit should be done. Um, especially in a group class, like CrossFit originally with Glassman was never meant to be. 10, 12, 15 people, 20 people in a class. It wasn't meant to be that. It was personal training and it was catered to every single person. And then it was like, well, I ran out of session. So what if I get Ben and Scott to just train together and I can create like 
two people. And then I can take, well, I ran out of session. So now it's three people. So it just grew into this group training thing. It wasn't supposed to be mother F and jazzercise with barbells. So the, um, the CrossFit now in the, uh, the iteration that we're in now should only really be done with, with level method because it simplifies and it keeps people safe. So it's going to give you the, the dose of fitness that number one, you can handle. And number two is going to make you better. So it also gets rid of any of the, the pride or ego or the, the RX chasing. It gets rid of any of that stuff because you don't have to worry about like, did I beat Matt Fraser? I don't have to worry about that because Matt Fraser wasn't doing my workout. So it gets rid of any of that competition stuff. And I hate the competition stuff. Uh, we don't even keep score. Like if somebody changes from pull-ups to jumping pull-ups in the middle of the workout, what do I, uh, what, I, what do I care? We're not keeping score anyway. So I just think that that's how, that's how it should go. We should keep score during the open or during things that matter. Like we have an in-house competition that's going to start tomorrow and we're going to freaking keep score, but it's all based on level method principles. There's four different versions of the workout, yellows versus yellows, oranges versus oranges, blues versus blues, purples versus purples. Let's have fun. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. That's, is this your first time doing a, uh, like a competition? Uh, we've had like a couple events where it's been broken down, but this is the actual, like this is the first competition. That's fun. Know? We That's had fun. a really good assessment season. Um, and uh, everybody has a fresh level. So they all know where they're at. They know who else is in their level. And let's, uh, let's, let's get after it. They probably have so much more desire to be involved because they know they're not, it's not apples to oranges. It's yeah. literally yellows to yellows, you yeah. know? Yeah. They don't have to compete against, you know, the, the coach that, you know, can do all the workouts RX plus. Right. Like, of course you're not going to be him, but you might be coach Ben. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I uh, joke with people that I'm clear, I'm clear level. It's poor one. <laughs> um, so what would you say to a gym owner who's like, Hey, like, I don't need, I don't need level method. Why would you say, what, what would your argument for that be? What would you say to someone like that? Yeah, you don't, you don't need level method, but you should have it because your life is going to be a lot easier. It's going to be way easier. Um, and your people are going to have a much better experience and they're going to get better training because they're not going to be pushing themselves to do things that they shouldn't be doing. So you don't have to think about, you know, a, uh, an RX, a scaled and a, uh, a beginner version of the workout. Like these are all like, <laughs> I want, I always call it scientifically proven, but it, it's not scientifically, scientifically proven, but it's so well calibrated. It's so well thought out that you're not going to have anybody, you know, that comes in and is, is a, a blue, blue overall athlete and they should be doing purple. Like it's just not a, it's just not a thing. So I think people, I think gym owners lives just get simpler. You don't have to think about programming because Nathan and Brian are spending way too much time thinking about the energy systems and whatever miscellaneous goals that I don't even understand. He's like, Oh, well, uh, uh, excuse me. We need to make sure that we got a uh, bike sprint in here because uh, we haven't done that for six months. I'm like, I didn't even know, dude, 
if I was trying to do that, there's no way. So you're going to get programming. You don't have to think about it. You're going to get coaches notes that outline your entire class. And honestly, the coaching notes are going to make you a better coach. You don't realize it, but they are because you're not going to make them do alternating single under practice or whatever dumb shit that they make you do in the warm up. you know? Uh, but all of that stuff is going to make you better. It simplifies your life. And uh, most importantly, keeps your people safe and it keeps them happy. So I can't think of another, uh, uh, I don't, I can't think of another system. Like I could try to do it myself at this point, but why, you know, it's already there. Don't reinvent the wheel. Just use the wheel the way it's supposed to be done. That's awesome. That's awesome. With that, I think it's a great time to close it up. Uh, thank you so much for uh, sharing some really cool stuff with us. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Yeah. Well, thanks for the opportunity. I hope it was valuable to anybody out there. And if you have questions, feel free to come find me if you need me or whatever. So we'll put your information in the show notes. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening in on this episode of the Legion Chalk Talk podcast. You should do a couple things. First of all, hit that little red subscribe button. If you, well, if you're on YouTube, because this is on YouTube as well, or you can hit the subscribe button on your podcast, whatever podcast mechanism you use to listen to these fine shows and leave us a review. We could really use that and share it with other people. We hope you have an amazing day. Carry on. Carry on.